Welcome to the one within all to a very special episode of Interverse. We're live in it. Don't usually do it this way, but it just feels right to strike while the iron is hot. And we are going to be iron sharpening iron for sure here with this triplicity of fire signs. Alan Marcus, Slick Dissident, also known to you as Gabriel, the strength of God, messenger of God. We've got some serious wizard business not planned for you. We'll just we're just gonna see what happens. Uh, what's up, guys? How you doing? It is warm. Yeah, last time we did one, Alan, we had to stay off camera because we were so sweaty. Yeah. I am Iron Man. <laughs> so I want to say hey to everyone in the chat. This is really cool. We got Sipano, Matak, Shili, False Reality Check, Sunseed, Limond, Stella Moon. There's more, but you guys know I love you all. Thanks for being here with us. And it is a pretty exciting day. I mean, to me, it's an 8-8 day. October is really the eighth month, if you know what you're talking about. We got, you know, it's the eighth. I mean, there were eights in my morning cards. What do you guys think? How are you feeling coming into this? We'll start We'll start with Gabe and then go to Alan. I'll referee that. Feeling great. <laughs> Very tigery. There's probably going to be a lot of cat assery in this conversation. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, man. Thanks for the invite. This is going to be fun. I'm always down to do some funning with you, my friend. Yes, sir. And Alan is really well-dressed for the occasion. I mean, you both are. I wore yeah, a special shirt, too. I but slept in real late, and I had a strange dream. It was like an alchemical wedding. Is there more to that? Oh, there's always more, but I want to hear more about your cards this morning. I didn't... Um get to see that well we started with the I Ching, which was progress number 35 hexagram 35 that is an eight and it's fire yeah it's fire over yin so it's like just fueled fire that's perfectly fueled and just keeps going in balance passionate creative energy and i'm feeling that right now too we've been doing a lot of work on ourselves and this is fun time. We're at a cool part of the wave, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I had one plan for the show. And I hope you guys brought a coin. I brought two. Okay. All right. I had a bag of coins here somewhere, but I really only need one for today. And if you have a coin and you have a coin, that's three coins. Can you flip these coins? Yeah, let's do it. And the other I'm thing gonna, we're going to need is um, to record our flips. Gabe, do you have your whiteboard ready? Looks like he's got it. I muted him because he's got some a little bit of background noise. So I want to mute when he's Excellent. not speaking. Excellent. So let's um, let's flip some coins and draw some lines and see what that'll tell us. I'm in. I'm in. This is my jam. Okay. So, so who's gonna be the uh, who's gonna be the bottom? Who's gonna be top? And who's gonna be the middle of this man sandwich? Because I figure we'll each flip twice to get the six lines. Yeah, this is this is horizontal. So here's how I figured it: we each flip. There's three of us. That's one line, right? And we're gonna do that six times. Okay, so let's get this out of the way. If we show our oh. coins. I got you. And you and we're recording on Slick's whiteboard here. And then Slick will write down how many heads or tails. All right. So we also got to establish heads is going to be the unbroken line. Majority of heads. Majority of tails is going to be broken line. Correct. We've got it. All right. So we've got our coins. Keeping them on camera. Try to flip it. Land it in your palm. Flip it. And then we can reveal it at once. Okay. What'd you get? Tails. Tails. Heads. All right. That's a Gabe broken right, line on tails. bottom. Right. Two tails. Two T. You guys are getting a lesson on how to cast the I Ching with coins right now. We're doing it quickly. We got a lot to get through. Yeah, we do. We're setting we the go. tone Ready the right way, though. Ready? Ready. Let's flip. Tails. 
Tails. Heads. Two tails. <laughs> we just did the exact same thing. Okay. That's okay. Warm up your coin a little bit. This coin's never been used for this before. That's silver. Tails. Tails again. Heads again. <laughs> All right. So we got yin on bottom. That's the uh, the black. That's okay. The receptive is the tri is the uh, trigram there. We've never done this before. <laughs> we never may never it. do it again. So pay attention. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Heads. 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 Three right. heads are better than one, maybe. That's a changing line yep. on the fourth line. Yep, fourth line. Okay, fifth line. Here we go. That's a good flip. It's a heavy-ass coin. Might not be the right one. Yeah, I'm going to use a quarter this time here. Tails. Tails. Heads. Okay. Two tails. <laughs> Last one, last flip, everybody. Thanks for hanging in. This is exciting. It's like a lottery. This is determining our temperature right now. We know it's hot. Heads. Heads. Heads again. Another changing line. Three heads. Okay. Wow. So that gives us fire on top. And I'm not even shitting you. That's progress. That's hexagram 35. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. You guys just saw that, right? Everybody just saw that. This is why the I Ching is magic AF. There it All is. Right. This All is. Right. This is. That exactly was from this morning's draw. Yeah, we just did that. We Holy just did cow. that with. Yeah. Holy cow. So this will change. Now we have our our first one here. Fourth and top lines are changing, which means it's going to yeah. turn into. It turns into the receptive. Pure Gabe, game. do you know Black how to draw the lines? I don't, but I uh, give me instruction and I can make it happen. Yeah, okay. For the first, uh, let's see here. Two, two tails is going to be a line with a hole in the middle of it. It's like... The first three lines down. from the bottom are going to be that. Yep. It's three Perfect. broken lines. And then the upper trigram is a solid line, a broken line, and a solid line. And it's changing to all broken lines. So we're yeah. going from progress, number 35, to number two, the receptive, which is the pure feminine yin energy. So yep. I got the three broken, and what's next? On the three heads line, draw a line and put an X in the middle of it. Except it goes the other way. You're starting from the bottom. You go from the bottom to the top with the Oh, okay. Go from bottom to top. Okay. I'll pull the card we're changing into out of my deck. On the three heads line, draw a line and put an X through it. That breaks the line. And then two heads again. And then the two heads line, you drew that again. And then what was the three heads? Three heads is a line with an X in the middle of it. And that breaks it through. So Chance has already got the cards drawn for us. The first, the first card is what? Hexagram 35, progress. Okay. Which is fire, the clinging passion energy, supported by yin, the feminine earth energy, the physical medium of reality. And then it's changing into yin yin. So pure mother energy, mother earth, pure receptivity. What yielding number principle. does it change to? Two. Changes to two. Okay. So it opens up wide, right? And you know, if you add, yeah, and if you add it, the eight, which 35 reduces to two a two, you get 10. So say 10. There it is. So we're going for fire over earth into earth over earth. Yeah, that's correct. Most auspicious. 
<laughs> Indeed. So there's our starting point for the day. What say you all? I think it's pretty amazing that we just flipped coins and got the thing that I drew out of my deck this morning. But I see this kind of thing all the time with the I Ching, but I'm just glad that everyone else can see that this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. So the uh, the it, the changing lines actually have a specific meaning, and it's about the uh, the fourth line changing represents progress being something that should never require an ends justify the means. And if you ever feel like progress is getting tricky, get to higher ground metaphorically. And the top line changing is about that if you stay focused on your work, your energy is going to increase. And I say fun more than work. If you stay focused on the fun work, your energy is not going to decrease from all that effort. It's going to multiply through the satisfaction of doing a badass bang up job. So that's what I'm into it. I'm ready for multiplication and expansion. How about that? Thanks, Alan. It's a great idea. How does that even work? I, I don't know, and I don't try to explain it. <laughs> I just want everyone to see that magic is a thing, and it's not something you control. You just like get into, just do what seems fun, and then look what happens. Yeah, part of that is setting our intention, and my intention was I'm going to get these guys to flip a coin with me. We're going to try a three-way eaching oracle reading and see what happens, and we're going to do it live. That was Snake awesome. Snake Jones says he's trimming buds. I would say that bud is a very powerful representation of the two hexagram the receptive it is like literally the pure feminine energy oh there's some buds i was gonna get a little bud in me but these are moline seeds. before the show <laughs> yeah these are moline seeds and i am uh, saving these seeds so we talk about saving our seeds and how you guys doing with that place. I mean, it may be too personal of a question. It's going well for me. Full retention over here. Saving up the magic. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get coins burning a hole in your pocket, and it's okay <laughs> to spend them when you need to. For <laughs> a good time. <laughs> let's, not, let's not beat around the bush there unless that's our intention, you know? <laughs> Man, this is a hot, hot episode already spicy that's it's that that middle way if you're if you're too imbalanced one way or the other like oh my goodness you're just you're trapped between the two pillars and if you can just kind of weave your way through the middle ground mm -hmm. hey so you know what i found out also hey uh gabe is there any way you could i know that you're setting a badass but is there any way you could get headphones in and and uh not quite be in the setup you're in just for the background sound i mean i'm just like all trying to control everything over here it's probably fine no one's complaining but if it's possible go for it if not we'll just keep doing our thing and i wanted to say something i found out last night that felt really relevant to what we're doing is that for the first time i looked up the uh the chart for interverse as an entity based on the date of first publication which was december tw uh, 10th December 10th, 2015. So I haven't really analyzed the chart or looked at it in context with my chart. That's something that needs to be done still, but just on the basic level, it's pretty neat to find out that the show is a Sagittarius. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So that's uh, right around my kiddo's birthday. That's beautiful. Yeah. I am a 1212. Yeah. Ooh, strong. Very strong. I always say that Sagittarius, you know, could be considered an archer, mm -hmm. but it could be a musician too. Possibly. A Sagittarius, a sage guitarius. That's a pretty good, pretty good read right there mm -hmm. into that. Uh, and my daughter is actually a, uh, proficient in both she can she can pull the bow and hit the target and uh she can play a ukulele pretty well too i love that you've got that 
Antiquitech representation there, the triple cross. Much better than a double cross. I'm glad he's got props because I always worry when we do the theater of the imagination and then we bring in all this prop comedy, like uh, we're Carrot Top or something, that the, uh, the, the blind viewers maybe are at a disservice. So we'll do our best to try to describe everything accurately for those maybe um, squinting to view on a tiny screen device or listening later and not having the visuals. Yeah, um, my main prop right now is I got my cutting tool, since it is an air season right now. Yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, I got sweet tiger's eye pendulum that also doubles as a a wearable. But mm. tiger's eye, I mean, that seems fitting. And this just came to me a few days ago, so I thought let's bring it in. Tiger's eye is one of my favorite. Tiger's a spirit animal of mine. And we're just like having fun. <laughs> we're just boys playing with our toys, our magical devices, having a lot of fun. These are these um, sort of, well, you can hear them and see them. All these treasures from the East, maybe as far East as China town. I don't quite know where they first originated from. Hey, so I do have a question though, that right. would be maybe kick us off into some heavy gravy. Who knows? What do you guys think? Take your turns about uh, the, you know, why, why did those gregarious Gregorians begin the calendar with Janus instead of, you know, Mars <laughs> instead of my birthday, which should have been the first day theoretically, uh, because October, Octo should be eight, right? Absolutely. And in, in the language that we have, Octo is eight, September is seven. So seven and eight. And the um, fudging around with our cookie calendar to organize it around holidays and feast days in a Roman empire for working slaves seems to be their modus operandi at that point in history. So here's something, let me field this over to you, Gabe. Here's kind of what I'm thinking that just popped into my mind. They did the same thing with the day, which is that they tell us a day begins at midnight. So is this a way of connecting with sympathetic resonance to the whole idea of obscuring your true godly origin, right? Because it's hard to know when midnight is. It's not exactly the same as looking at when the sun is in its zenith in the sky and knowing it's midday. Midnight, metaphorically, it's midwinter, midnight during the beginning of January, that particular doorway. So I think that connects to some of the uh, ideas that we discussed related to your actual origin as a conceptual being rather than a born product and good yeah uh i think it was a, a master uh stroke to initiate a global governance and a uniform commercial code so that uh so that a a nation upon which the sun never sets could come into existence. And so they they definitely, uh, you know, they left us hints and clues, you know, and that's why we that's why we still know that, you know, oct is eight, and even though it's in the 10, you know, in uh, this, yeah, so I think the one thing I've learned is that the uniform commercial code uh, it comes from, um, from Catalon, Catalonia, Catalan, Spain. Yeah. And this I take as a, a very significant markation uh, to putting our finger on the uh, the events in history where these uniforms uh, came into existence. And Catalan, Spain is uh, is very profound to me. And I've uh, I've been thinking for quite a few years, you know, ever since Catalan started to uh, 
demand their autonomy, a return to their autonomous, uh, you know, independence, that that was a rattling and shaking of the foundation of the uniform commercial code. And it has gone global because right now people expect a new uniform in order to do commerce. We have a new uniform we're expected to wear uniformly if you want to do commerce. Right. And commerce is based in your person. You do it in person, right? And then a mask is a persona. That's an easy link. The last time we spoke on Interverse, it was around graduation time. Do you remember that chance? Yes, I do. And we spoke about what date it was. Yeah, we spoke about the black ceremonial robes that graduates wear in high school or in college to get their diploma or their degree. And they'd wear that square Masonic hat on their head in uniform. All of the students would wear that. And I am wearing for those who are blind, probably because the white balance is off, this off-white sort of monk's robe as a uniform representing myself as being a scribe. Here's a pencil and paper as we take notes of our own personal histories, our own stories. I wore my snake lady shirt so we wouldn't forget to talk about seraphic subjects and because it's hella fiery i mean this is a super seraphic shirt i had no idea what it was all about when i got this like six years ago it's kind of big on me so i rarely use it it's in great shape my robe too is also large i hope to grow into it we might be giants we could be we're we're standing on the shoulders of giants such as Carl Jung, who wrote the introduction for the English translation of the I Ching going back to 1963, I believe. I need a copy of this. I have the one I have is kind of like Osho themed, which is fine, but I'm ready to get other insights on the subject for sure. But the art is so good on this deck. I mean, let me just pull this again. Look at this. The receptive. Why do you think this is coming up right now? Is that like a uh, giant Buddha belly? Yeah, but it's feminine, of course. You got Mm -hmm. boobies. It's a booby Buddha. Well, as, as we saw on a certain vibrant where I shared a spicy meme of an Alex Jones... The, the mammary glands are in humans, and all humans. That's what makes us mammal. So you've got some man milk deep down inside? Close to the heart. You've explained the mysteries of the male nipple? I contemplate it every time I shower. <laughs> shower thoughts. <laughs> shower thoughts, indeed. <laughs> Do you take a ritual cleansing bath? I participate in the tripartite in which I shower and then I get tired. So I sit down in the bath and fill it with water and just sit in there and cleanse myself. And then I get up and shower again. See, I did the opposite. I cleaned my shower yesterday while I was cleaning myself. Great. Scrubbed all the black. I was using activated charcoal soap and over the course of time, a thick blackish film all over the shower. It's not a good look. It doesn't make you feel like you're getting pristine and clean when you step into a a grimy box. You want that white pearly <laughs> that white pearly surrounding, right? Yeah, as within, so without. You want to see the um clean bathroom as you step into the shower and you don't have to worry about slipping on soap scum on the bottom of the tub. As you Baptize yourself in wisdom with shower thoughts. Well, you might Bathroom slip and hit your head real hard and um, have different thoughts or no thoughts at all. You know what? There's a danger have, to this. I have a story about that. When I was four, the, like the first time my folks let me take a shower alone, I was so excited to jump up and down and splash in the water. I slipped and fell 
and cracked my chin open and got probably some a wound that should have maybe had stitches but didn't so i have like a line right here at the base of my chin from that experience and then funny thing is i forgot about it as trauma often is buried and the first time i ever ingested psilocybin i fell down and landed on my chin just like that and remembered everything from that moment and it was a it's a big deal wow that that goes right in hand with the 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 maxim that we recreate our traumas go on we we always recreate our traumas in ways that are so profound we we, we don't even see it oftentimes somebody else has to point it out for you but uh, recreating your trauma is um, it it gives you the opportunity to heal again. And this, uh, you know, this is something that we used to do in um, in the self defense training that I was uh, I used to participate in. Uh, uh, the trainer would wear a padded suit, and the trainee would tell them a vulnerable situation that they had been through that probably didn't go very well. And we would recreate it in whatever way we needed to. We would even go into a car and sit like if somebody was assaulted in a vehicle, we would go get into the vehicle and completely bring the experience back to surface and give them a chance to uh, relive it and rewire themselves as to their response. And so they can uh, they can become current, more current with the grief by bringing it up to date. I wonder, Gabriel, do you have any stories of traumatic injuries to your chin? For me? Yeah. Yeah. Because hmm. I because Chance mentioned his story, and we're looking for the synchronicities and similarities and overlapping, and I. I remember there was a time in my life where I was in such a hurry and I was running along a sidewalk and there was uneven pavement. You know how they, they pave the cement blocks and then the roots of the trees will adjust them. So one was poking up and the other one was down and I didn't look where I was going and I tripped on the sidewalk, landed right on my chin and just gashed it open. So you can imagine, you know, sticking your finger up and touching the bottom of your tongue. And we're talking trauma here. So the best I could get at that point was like butterfly bandages to keep it together. That is a deep dash. You want to drop your jaw. There are better ways of doing it. Hey, you know, Gabe has probably taken some hits to the chin in martial arts. A different yeah. way of experiencing more of a controlled trauma and uh, intentional strengthening through adversity. Yes, I actually, uh, I have a very, uh, a very dark childhood trauma that um, it's very dark, uh, but it, it happened, uh, it recreated uh, in the, in the dojo uh, one time. And Essentially, the, the childhood trauma uh, had to do with being uh, blindfolded and not being able to see. Um, but in the dojo, I was sparring with my, uh, my arch nemesis, who was, you know, a couple ranks ahead of me, uh, a couple years older than me. Right, right. I hate, I hate losing my ability to see. It, it, it's a trigger for sure. Well, he managed. We had headgear on. And he managed to do a spin kick and he spun my headgear around backwards. And I, I could barely see. I was trying to look through the cracks, you know, the little breathe holes of the headgear. And I saw him look at the master to see if the instructor was watching. And then he looked back at me with the fire in his eyes and he just started coming at me while I was blinded. And I ended up falling down on the ground. He got on top of me. And it was crazy because that was very similar to uh, when I was a kid. It was, it just happened. And he, you know, he saw the opportunity to provide me an opportunity to relive my trauma and he brought it hard. 
So at the end of the at the end of that, yeah, class, it's like what took over him to go that far, and how that actually supported you in a in a weird way. In a weird way, yeah. At the end of class, the instructor brought us in the office, and he said, "Now listen, the real winner here is going to be the first one to shake hands." So when you guys walk out of this office, I want that to be the determining factor as to who's going to shake hands first. And we walked out of his office and he turned to me and put his hand out right away because <laughs> he was so competitive. And I just walked past him. I ignored it. And then we get out to the car because we had to drive home together. We actually were from the same neighborhood. And uh, I opened the door for him thinking that was my, you know, taking the higher ground. And he puts his hand out again. And I like just kind of shoved his hand and pushed him in the car, like <laughs> forget all this, just get in here. So he offered his hand, but I opened the door. You know what I mean? We stayed competitive throughout, but you know that the moral of that lesson it uh, it's still with me. Forgiveness is a real thing for me. It's uh, it's it's very powerful. Uh, forgiveness and uh, plays into my life in a big way. I got a lot of seven sevens. Seven by seven is forty nine. It's the number of forgiveness. And uh, my name has sevens all over it. I was born in 77. My yeah. birth, birth date is a seven. My uh, name reduces to seven. I got it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big thing, that forgiveness. I tell you what. And seven is a very musical number as well with the seven scales. Yeah. On the Gematria side, I've been kind of into the septenary cipher lately too, because the the octave connotation there. Oh, wow. We got a triple seven right here. Looky there. With Demond, the blindfold. Charles I was, Mullen, seven, seven, seven. I was thinking of like those training montages and those Kung Fu movies where the master's like, we're going to put a blindfold on you. There's a scene in a star Wars movie in which, a young Anakin Skywalker, no, Luke Skywalker, maybe father-son connection. And he's told to what trust, trust his instinct and then not what he sees with his own eyes. I think that's kind of what the uh, I Ching is getting at here in a, in a sort of Western perspective when we want to see the chain of causality one event leading to another leading to the third event in a clean chain of custody and carl jung comes along talking about a causal connections with synchronicity and trying to explain how the moment attracts like objects and ideas and thought forms in their similarity and they layer together in that moment and the cause of that being a causal meaning there was no chain of custody to say hello let's gather our ducks and put them in a row all the ducks line up here it's more of a maybe the ducks were having a feeding time so they were gathering at the pond together at that moment while someone walks in with duck face taking a selfie turns around and realizes there's a bunch of ducks mocking her in the background of her selfie photo. And that might be significant to crushing her ego just a little bit to realize that <laughs> animals are mocking her in their sanctuary. I'm really in this zone right now where everything is the message constantly. It's really cool. And I think where the, the hack is that's opened this up for me is radical honesty with myself and with expressing exactly how I feel to people all the time, even when it seems like you shouldn't say that. And it's been like that opens up the channel for the universe to communicate because you're tapping into some fractal dynamics there and also your body to communicate with you. Uh, the more that you open up the channels, the more you go from feedback loops to the web, <laughs> the uh, interconnectivity of every point to point of your system, it's amazing. Yeah. 
you know, I, I'm, it's, it's just overwhelming right now. The, we're talking about the chain of events and the acausal uh, correlations. I see it in your name, Chance. The chain C. Do you see the connections or are you taking the chance that they're acausal? I don't know if this will come into focus clearly, but this is from the new moon when I did um, a coin flip of an I Ching. And that's basically what it brought us to on the new moon being the 10-6. On Wednesday, the first um, being 10, being the treading, changing into sincerity, 61. 61 saying, venting true feelings. Sincere prayers will be answered from meager offerings so that's another synchronicity connecting the idea that from 10 treading meaning our steps when we taking steps towards learning just determining what direction we wish to head in directed by our venting of our true feelings which will determine why we were in the place that we are and where we should go if we're led by our feelings blindly, we may find ourselves in places that we don't intend to be. But subconsciously, the intention is clear. We are being ruled by our emotion. Well, you consider that concept in a, a tarot sense, then there are ways to, there are dynamics beyond just being ruled by emotion. You one day we'll find intellect ruling emotion you know another day you'll find emotion ruling intellect and any of these configurations can be appropriate for the matter at hand as long as you're open to the what is the is is it is what it is about treading too. two days before the new moon i pulled treading for my morning video and then the next day i got the resolute or resoluteness which is the exact inversion of the trigrams of treading and then just for fun the next day after that i got the well and on the new moon i got dispersion which is another sequence of the exact same elements and then reversing them so this keeps happening where we're, we're turning things on their head but that ends up being the ideal path so part of that is surrounding yourself with props and magical tools and symbols so i have an old tin cup here filled with coins representing the intuition the the cup the water of tarot do you guys have other toys to show and tell what are your magical toys that you've brought Gabriel? well jupiter's wealth right and 10 is jupiter so there's a lot there there may be nine coins in the cup. Nice. Very nice. With 10 in there or 11, it's overflowing. Maybe that's too many. Mm -hmm. You focus on attaining a nine, mm -hmm. then your emotions may be full. But if you go 10 or 11, maybe your emotions are overflowing and overwhelming. Gabriel gets it. He's nine across the board in Gematria, his first uh -huh. name. Yep. So my. Costume is a amalgamation. Oh, nice. Nice, Alan. This is Earth. The, Earth yeah, the pancake. The slice of a tree. It's wood. The, the penta, penta cake. My main yes. toolkit is crystals, pretty much. And like a huge help for me was putting this sunstone right on my solar plexus yeah. keeping keeping it there most of the time yep. it's, it's amazing how much i can contain my own power and not lose it through uh poor boundaries just with this symbol constantly reminding me that that's what i want to do mm -hmm. so as a leo uh i'm very auditory i love to roar i love to sing i love to speak truth and say very provocative things get to the heart of the matter as soon as possible. And a talisman that I wear with me at all times is a 
it's a the fang, the lion's fang. Should have just taken your shirt off. <laughs> this is supposed to be a hot, a hot stream. Right. Yeah. So yeah, this is my, uh, you know, this is my Chris knife, and it doesn't come out often. It Ooh. does not come out often. It's I, only I, only when I need it. I knew we were going to get into Dune. Oh yeah, and I do. I keep this sheathed and covered up. You know, I bring it out just for uh, to, to sleep, pretty much. But when I need my utility, I keep another one on my hip. You know, this is the one that, you know, this one comes out when I need to use something for whatever benign purpose. But this one over my heart is much more uh, sacred. I thought that if someone else saw it, that they had to die. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. You didn't, all... you didn't unsheathe it, so we're all safe, right? That's right. It would take right. a long time to hunt down everyone in the live chat. No death today. The blade remains sheathed for now. Maybe it'll be um, unsheathed in the second hour. That's right. Waiting for the day of prophecy. Yeah, don't forget, forget people. We're going to be doing hour two only on Rockfin because that's how we roll. And you can mosey on over there. I'll drop the link again. We got some people already hanging, but it's worth it. And thank you, Stella, for signing up to my channel through the link. Uh, it's a uh, in my opinion, a healthy boundary to do it this way, because the more support I get from everybody, the more I can support myself and then bring that energy to the to the situation. So. So what about doing those? Is that where we want to go or do we want to talk about? We want to talk about orphans and ophanim, because that's the other thing that I have noted. Those are pretty much my only two like talking points. Sure. Um, to your point earlier, we have a first free hour here where we kind of hold back a little bit. We, we know we're on these public platforms and there are mysteries for the initiates and the secrets that we don't want to speak about publicly. There are, there are trigger words and things that'll uh, cause offense to those who aren't ready to hear them in a private setting. We all agree that we want to participate in the conversation as adults, speaking our truth, venting our true feelings on a platform in which we are able to do so right now the soapbox that i'm standing on might be a little bit topsy turvy and i might fall off of it so i might sit down for the second hour but right now i'm i'm standing on a firm foundation here on my earth pentacle and the reason we were discussing dune happens to be a birth date of an author aligning with the date of today October 8th, is it today? Another, and in the Gregorian, since that's a 108, which has some significance too. Frank Herbert's birthday, the author of Dune, happens to fall on this very day in our current calendar system. And that brings us back to this idea of a Chris knife, or a special blade that Gabriel was just showing us now. And Dune the reduces to 44 and 17. So there's more eights and eight, eight. Wow. 44 and 17 in ordinal and full reduction. So nice. There's that. And so there's also 108 beads on a rosary. So yes. there's another, there's another charmed implement. And we said this at 44 minutes, 44 seconds. There it is. In the show. I have a, I have a clock right here. So what we're, what we're doing today is showing examples of patterns that we have noticed and the importance of pattern recognition is to determine that our world, our reality tunnel, this very existence that we are experiencing in our waking life is, can we say the word is to to be sp so specific and determined to state that this reality is not mechanistic it is not a series of gears and clockwork that runs according to a clock maker who might be a a, a government employee who decides that this is the greenwich mean time this is the time that everyone will agree to there are internet time servers that our computers are set to sync to and yet 
in the story of Dune, they learn a very important lesson in which to not rely on computer algorithms and decision making because there is, I don't know if I can say the J word safely on this platform. It, it rhymes with ahad. G rhymes with ahad. And there's that war against the artificial. And the artificial in the Dune universe becomes so powerful for a period of time that it threatens to destroy everything. The universe decides that they will outlaw such technology and instead begin a breeding program to create humans that will function as computers, calling them mentats. Okay, so we'll get to this Ophanum orphan thing later. This I see the connection powerfully now. But what I want to say about Dune in that context that you just listed, which has been, especially last year, it was a huge thing for me trying to parse out this artificial versus real thing because my whole life is about art. My spiritual path as an individual, individuated in an individuation sense has all been about creativity and the fun in that and expressing uniqueness but we have the same root word art in artificial as we do in the arts this could be a curse placed upon us by the weavers of linguistic <laughs> dream spells but we i think look at dune and it's like wow that is extremely profound they're outlawing these forms of technology technology means art etymologically it's actually the meaning of it uh but do they have creativity? The only real creative uh, applications that they come up with, the characters in that story, are the ways to survive or wage warfare. So I think that you are looking at a representation on a, a subtle level of a universe that the pendulum swing took it too far into the dry, dry desert, the, the fire with no water, right? The the waters of life are missing. If you look at a story like the never ending, the never ending story, it becomes very clear what the true meaning of creativity is in living the life that you want. And you have to forget, you, you often have to forget everything that you thought you knew to reach that point of source and that spark of the creative, the flow. There's a reason why we call flow state a flow state and water flows. So anyway, I think in, in the Dune universe, you're seeing a representation of where uh, they're caught in a, a duality pendulum where they've gone from the artificial ruling to war against the artificial and thus war against creativity itself, which is a feminine attribute. And um, the corruption of the feminine comes through in the Bene Gesserit schools i think we see this right now that's an uh the female illuminati if you've researched this subject the behind every great man is a powerful a more powerful woman this is a, an aspect of the so-called patriarchy too that every man was raised raised by a mother theoretically or a, a lack of being raised and we can't point to one side and say they're the reason the world is all fucked up and we can't point to the other side and say that we both have a hand in it and we need to meet in the middle. Yes, it's very important. And our mothers carried us for about nine months. So in a way, when we celebrate a birth date, a date of delivery, and yet we ignore the nine months that our mother carried us, it kind of does her a disservice and a disrespect to not say, well, I was born on this day but I ignore and completely forget my date of conception and the period of time in which I was in my mother's womb. That's why I believe the nine three is, is sacred and it needs to, it needs to be honored in a new light. That's the nine three, the nine months that we're in there. There's the three months that we come out to make the full circle again, you know, and that is sacred. That's a, that's a sacred proportion. And, uh, in, 
you know, it's it's got a real uh, shady uh, connotation in a lot of people's mind right now, and it's on us to 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 purify it, to make it to make it righteous again. You know, I can I can connect that to the angelic host or the UFO phenomenon, in that much of what our modern kickoff into these ideas derives from are events that occur along highway 93 the uh betty and barney hill case and such things nice nice Very true 93 is a number in the thelemic religion based off of crowley anity alistair crowley who mm-hmm. brought us our idea of what a gray alien will appear as in our collective minds so in Thelema 93, people will greet each other with the number 93, 93, 93. Mm-hmm. They'll say, love is the law, love under will. Oh, let's go back to the beginning of that verse. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole oh. of the law. Love is the law. The word love is Thelema or will. Damn, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. In English, ordinal ordinal is 444. And in reverse ordinal, it's 555. So that's pretty crazy. And that phrase was incorporated in the never-earning story with the phrase given to Bastion. And I think that this is a very sticky area, too, because... I mean, we talked about Crowley the other day, just three of yes. us. Oh, man, I'm glad this is circling around here because I'm not into the things that I've come to understand about the dude's life and the orders that he was a part of and brought to bear. But if you understand it properly or understand it properly, that do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, it it recognizes that the do what thou wilt is referring to do what feels right not do anything just to have power over others or control the world. They've, they've shortened right the is. phrase. They've cut off yes. that phrase from the source. The source is from love. You do what you will. You do what you dream based off of your heart chakra, your love and compassion for other human beings to take that phrase and then use it in an inverted satanic way to say that you are the center of your universe. You will do what pleases you only without consequence is a great disservice to yourself. And it is a warning that many people are ignoring at this point in our timeline. Yeah. Snake says, thy will, not mine, be done. And uh, my way of conceptualizing that would be it's the will of the greater life fractal, the life force energy, orgon energy, that which flows through all of us, the I am. If you strip down the feeling, every if you strip down every identifier that a being has got, the name, the location, person, place, thing, take all that away, and all they've got is the sense that they exist. That sense of I amness is the thing that we all share. It is completely identical in every living being across the fractal. So that's the will of I am that we need to be respecting. I am what I am. It is what it is. You can look at it from either of those directions as Isis or, or Jehovah. But both of those concept conceptually represent a, a verb over a noun, a state right. of eternal self-existing uh, <laughs> existence. And then, so that gets into the question of our origin again, in my opinion, because how can there be a beginning to that which is eternally self-existent? Yeah. That is a wonderful paradox. And there's another paradox that I want to mention before we forget it. That's the paradox of the intellectual property of representing a novel, a story, a universe with a 
complete lore book and encyclopedia. That's Frank Herbert's Dune. And the screen adaptations, the moving picture version of Frank Herbert's Dune has an entire history of attempts and failures. And this is why I'm so interested in why there is now a new version of Dune coming to IMAX theaters in real 3D. Will you experience a retelling of a retelling of a retelling in a retail setting in a mall at the an IMAX, like uh, blowing up that false ego maximum? I to the max. I will exist in isolation in my recliner in the theater. Silence your cell phone on my behalf and please no spoilers until I see my movie on my big screen. Right, yeah. A big screen. That's what we put up between ourselves and our true feelings. That's the mask of persona. Which is so interesting when and here we all are on screen. <laughs> we need to get together in real life, fam. So <laughs> meet at Snake Jones's farm uh, next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. And I, I laugh at the representation of the protagonist in the first novel, a 15-year-old boy named Paul, perhaps like an apostle, a 15-year-old boy played by actors who are not 15 years old. So you have adult males seeing representation of their teenage self played by adult actors in the role of Paul Atreides on the big screen. Timothy Chalamet, however you say that name, the latest representation, I don't know how old he is, but he certainly looks older than 14 years old, 15 years old, 16 years old. He's clearly past his puberty stage. Interesting. Thereby negating the hero's journey to a large degree. Or even even inverting uh, adulthood into uh, infancy. Even. Either way, it's, uh, it's losing its original form. In the never-ending story screen adaptation, in the first film, we have a child actor. We have three child actors playing the role, which is far more age-appropriate. So in this idea of artifice, artificial, and art, we have the other idea of bringing a nuanced idea to a proper representation in the screen which in some ways kills the mystery and for many uninspired people shows them what is in their imagination and there are arguments about do we use actual props actual puppets build real sets or is this going to be actors performing in front of a green colored screen or a blue colored screen just reciting lines back and forth to stand-ins as the story comes together in post-production i get to skip post-production this time post <laughs> post-production <laughs> oh man and what what mysteries are there in just that prefix of post that's a whole nother can of worms. Mm -hmm. The post where you might crucify your personhood by posting notice on the poll. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the postmaster general and the <laughs> militarization of that particular branch of government. In yeah. fact, in fact, I hear that the reason they're having such a hard time keeping up with the, the post right now is because they are watching us on Telegram and other such channels. And that's like 
admitted you can go find the the, yeah. uh, the stories and they their told law, us their law enforcement wing of the post office is yes. monitoring our communications in our the, posts yeah to make sure we stay posted and in, in the right line of thinking and don't get off of our out of our lane as they say but also Post in reverse is stop. Yes, and here I am looking for my bell to remind you that the postman always rings twice. Ooh. Wow. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> help, help me out. Slow on the uptake. Well, it's a double death, potentially. There's a, you know, so, you know, Judas, like an eight. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, oh, fool. F-O-O-L. But even. Um, the Lemon Scott day. Yeah. Judas had to die twice. First he hung, got hung. And then his guts spill out on the field. Christ got put, post, put up on the post, but that wasn't enough. They had to stick him in the ribs. Double death. The double tap. That's rule number five of Zombie Land or something like that. <laughs> Very important rule. Yeah. Well, guys, I think we should move over to Rockfin. I'm going to, I would just let this go super long, but I actually have to keep it within a certain window to make sure I can go pick up some art prints that I need to have with me this weekend so that I can fulfill an intention to pay my way through all the fun I'm about to have with my creativity and my gifts and it's uh, very doable anyone can do it so anyway there's going to be i'll let you guys like of course you need to plug yourselves <laughs> that sounds weird how about you just need to like promo yourselves okay uh before we get over there and i'll drop the link over to rockman again patreon <laughs> patreon <laughs> patreon patrons can also catch the second hour it's just not going to go up live so you'll have to wait till i put that uh on there later and there's going to be a two or so minute musical mid-show break between this and the rock fence. So you'll have time. Take a take the phone call you need to do or go to the bathroom or whatever. And after we wrap up these uh, outro promos, we'll play that two minute with the cool graphics I made. Dendrites and flames and fiery constellations in there. And then we'll get into uh, what's next over on the rock fence side and... It's going to have to do with aliens or angels or orphan, <laughs> orphan trains and training orphans and other forms of rings that might be. <laughs> the sacred. rings of the tree determine the age of the tree. Yeah. So, Alan, where can they find you? Obviously, alanmarcus.com is a thing. That's that's my link tree. Made it myself. Gabriel, where can we find you? What what else do you do, Alan? I believe that you're on some other show I know about. Oh yeah, that's right. Weaving Spiders Welcome. That will be the link on the alanmarcus.com link tree. You will find it there. Nice. I'll put all the links to these things in the YouTube chat here. And Weaving Spiders Welcome. I get in on that too. When I can, not going to be able to this Saturday because I'm going to be out doing things in the real world. But it's always my intention, if possible, to flow with you guys because it is, it's like this, but maybe even wilder. We'll have to include the link to Chance's first appearance as an honored guest on Weaving Spiders Welcome. I listened to that early this morning in preparation for today. Nice. We'll have to dig whatever stands out from that conversation to link into uh, what we talked about now or two. So keep that in mind, Alan. Absolutely. Sweet. So yeah, my, my uh, YouTube channel is slick dissident right now. And uh, uh, I'm over there just kind of doing whatever uh, subject comes to mind. And I'm also, I take requests, you know, I've had a lot of people in my comments say, Hey, look into this. And some of what they've suggested is, you know, brought me into some real deep insights. So I'm always uh, 
very open to uh, to interaction with anybody who's interested in what I've got to rap about. Beautiful, beautiful. And thank you. Ooh, got a show and tell here. Uh, thank you to the tippers over on Rockfin. Stella, Lemond, uh, Janie B. Wow, great. Nice. Appreciate these tips. They're, they're yeah. racking up. You guys rule. Nice uh, sword there, Alan. We have swords for the second hour. <laughs> S-words. We will cut through S-words. confusion. Yes, sir. All right. Well, all right. I'm going to hit up the... Uh, the musical intermission, if you will, give you plenty of time to mosey over to the Rockfin app or on your computer. It's better on computer, but I know we can't all sit at a computer sometimes and take in this form of content. But I'm content with who will be there, be the right people. Thank you, everyone who has joined us for this afternoon delight. It's been quite delightful. Yeah, it's, it's nice to do this in the light of day. (laughs) <laughs> speaking of light all right guys thank you for uh hanging in here with me we're gonna have to do this fire triplicity again at another auspicious date this is fun see you on the other side thanks and pieces <laughs>